this episode is sponsored by audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do at least, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs, and I'm a huge fan of the wellness programs personally, but also the audiobooks. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you yes, to thank audible.com you. for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get creepy. <laughs> My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. So before we start this episode today, we actually have a very exciting couple episodes this week for you. Yep. Because even though 2020 has been not a great year for everybody, not not great. No. Stupid coronavirus. And, but... and among, amongst other other stuff (laughs) yeah also lots of other crap going on but we were super excited at the beginning of the year at least because we found out it was the hundred years of horror so we've been doing that series all along and then a couple months ago i found out that it's not only a hundred years of horror this year but it's also as of actually tomorrow it is a hundred years of women granted that is caucasian women having the vote yes which is pretty exciting. So we wanted to double down because we are a female-run horror podcast. We want to do both and be very excited about this year, even though it's been not great. Yes. And when we say Caucasian women, there is this stigma that women got the right to vote. And we want to make sure that we highlight the fact that it was the beginning of women having the right to vote, which is definite progress. But we also want to acknowledge that it was still exclusive and there was still a long way to go for women of color to also get that right to vote. So it was a good start and it's definitely still something. It was progress for women and it was right. a it's a hundred years of marking women having the right to vote. So definitely something we want to acknowledge and celebrate. So, you know, we're going to do that. But mm-hmm. because we want to also We want to focus on progress, you know, just throwing that out there that we need to also make sure our history is not whitewashed because I didn't know that until Mm -hmm. actually I started looking more into history and realizing that my Texas American history was incredibly whitewashed. So just something to note. Yeah, I was actually looking into it when you mentioned that to me because I was like, seriously, that is some fucked up shit because... I do remember I was always pissed off because I was like, okay, so men get the vote first and then black men and then women. And I didn't realize that it wasn't all women. So then I was like, oh, wait. So it was white men, black men, white women, and then everybody else in 1965. I looked it up. That's so shit. Everyone else. Yeah, right. Correct. So, you know, just I definitely encourage you to 
do some research on American history on your terms and not your public or even private institution of learning's terms. So just throwing that out there. But this does mark 100 years of a lot of things. The the 2020 has been a shit year, Mm -hmm. but we're going to honor women specifically. And we also would like to be as inclusive as possible with that. So yeah, we don't care either way. It can be any color strong woman, but we are going to be doing a vote tomorrow on Instagram. If people want to send in suggestions for strong female characters in horror, it doesn't have to be all female cast or anything, but we want a strong heroine lead. Correct. So we would like you to go over to our Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash the Exorcisters podcast, or obviously, I don't know anybody who uses the desktop website. So if you open your Instagram app, the Exorcisters podcast should pull up our handle pretty quickly. And you go to our stories, we will put the bar in for you to put in movie suggestions and you can enter in suggestions if there have already been suggestions because we've been asking for this for a while and we have a couple there will also be a poll to pick from the ones we have already gotten or you can also suggest movies and chris and i will take a look at everything and go from there yep and then we are going to post the winning episode on friday this week so that we can you know have the whole week for women having the vote so moving into episode 96 we are going to actually discuss a movie about women all this is a all woman cast heck yeah except for like the first like 10 minutes <laughs> which doesn't last long yeah the and mi- the monsters i guess yeah can that be counted we're not sure i suppose <laughs> they're kind of androgynous you know but i guess they do kind of look more like male figures yeah and we definitely see a female one so we will be discussing in this episode it depends on the country with the year that this came out but in the uk this is actually a british film this came out in 2005 and in the united states this got its initial release in 2006 and this is the descent which i have heard so much about this film for years so many years this is my first viewing of this film so i'm so excited i can't wait okay but i'm scared well i was scared because i've heard Like, this film has been hyped up to me for literally forever. Like, I since it came out, I guess, like, people are like, The Descent, The Descent, The Descent, Mm -hmm. it's so scary, blah, 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 you know, and I'm like, well, (laughs) and all I really knew was this image of this woman screaming covered in blood, all I knew, and (laughs) they're in a cave. Like, I knew that they were in a cave, and I knew there were, like, creatures Mm-hmm. But that's really all I knew. I didn't know what the nature of these creatures were. I didn't know if they were supernatural or they were just like, if it was like a creature feature kind of movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I really had no idea. So I decided that I was going to watch like my, I fucked myself up. I do this all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm like, I plan out my week schedule and I'm like, all right, I have like two or three movies to watch this week. So I'm going to watch this one, this night, this one, this one night, this one, this night. So that I don't like just overload my sensory, all my senses on like one night. Right. Right. Didn't do that this week. I watched the skeleton key. I watched Ringu and I watched the descent. You had a night. We had a night. Let me tell (laughs) you. So. I watched The Descent and Ringu. Now, The Skeleton Key I had seen before and I enjoy. That was mm-hmm. fine. But The Descent and Ringu just like back to back. Now, 
Ringu, we are discussing in 90s part two. So you can check that out. But <laughs> this one was, I I hadn't seen like Ringu, you know, you've seen the ring, you've seen Ringu is, you know, pretty similar. But right. this one I hadn't seen and I was super scared to watch it by myself because I waited until, you know, to start it at like 1130 at night. Oh, that's so unfortunate, too, because before the coronavirus, I had written out movies I wanted to watch with you, and this is one I wanted to watch with you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you'll probably be pleased to know that it was pretty enjoyable. Yay! Yeah. I, it's definitely what I enjoyed about it is that I think that I'm just going to just generalize a little bit and I don't mean all horror. I really stay away from in my personal and mental health, but also just in generalizations, always and never statements. I do not like them. So Mm -hmm. I really don't use them. So I am certainly not generalizing all horror here, but especially when like with demon movies and just like creature movies, it's I think far too often you see a lot of the same things and at least with these creatures, you've kind of seen like androgynous like creatures running around and things before, but these were done, I think, different enough to where it was like, okay, I haven't seen this movie a million times before, mm-hmm. which is refreshing, you know. Agreed. Have I seen a ton of spelunking movies before? Also, not really. Like, mm-hmm. we just recently watched As Above, So Below, which is... Also not really the same because, yeah, it's the French catacomb, so it's kind of similar, but mm-hmm. also different enough. So I'll give it that. So, yeah, I mean, I, for the, I enjoyed it for the most part. There were, like, a few things that I, I mean, we'll talk about, but, yeah. So, there. spoiler right. alert, that's so you know what <laughs> you're getting yourself into. Right. And it had two endings, but the version I watched, like, combined the two endings. I don't know if you knew that or not. I know that there are two endings. There's one, so it kind of combined the ending of what you're thinking of. Because basically what happens is at the end of the movie, we see her in a little cave. And she's all by herself, our final girl. But in the alternate ending, they're coming at her from all sides. So they're very similar, but they cut out the coming at the creatures coming at her from all sides from the American one because Americans thought that it was too bleak of an ending. Americans thought it was too bleak of an ending. I know, right? Aren't we all about that shit, though? (laughs) Right. But the director had like 12 other endings he was interested in. He's like, sure, I'll do another one. Interesting. I mean, it's still bleak, though. It is very bleak. Yeah. Because it it implies the same thing anyways. It, which is terrible because there is a second one that revolves around her, so she obviously gets out. But we're talking about the ending. We haven't even talked about the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> which, okay, so I don't take a, like, but when we started the podcast, I had fucking pages and pages and pages of notes on every movie. I don't do that anymore because... It's hard to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like, I'm a film critic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do actually have notes on this one. Like, I mean, I take notes, but like not like pages and pages. But so in the beginning of this film, 
we're focused on obviously there's like a set of friends and they're all about like adventure you know couldn't be me i'm a couch fucking bitch dude i fucking agree when they get in that cave i'm like hell no hell no no. (laughs) i couldn't i don't even like like in the beginning they're doing a boa rafting trip together yeah like i love like water i'm a strong swimmer but like i still with like white water rafting i'm like do you like playing with fucking death water i don't right i I don't know (laughs) but because that shit will like you you knocked out on a rock you're dead i don't Uh know but that's not even like I'm a very strong swimmer, but like that doesn't matter, you know. Right. But the actresses actually did that scene. They didn't use stunt doubles. Stunt doubles. They wanted to do it on their own, and they actually did it, which I thought was cool. I mean, it looks fun. I probably would go whitewater rafting, but you know, there are like different levels out of. Yeah. Uh, I do like the baby ones. <laughs> right, like the skiing hills. Do the bait, the bunny slope. Little greens. Yeah. <laughs> I cried on a blue one one time skiing. Aww slid on my butt the whole way down all the way down yeah we went to breckenridge and i had done so well on the greens and i was like i could do a blue the jump from the green to the blue in breckenridge i was like what the fuck was that (laughs) (laughs) i should have known when i was going up on that ski lift and it was taking like more than twice the amount of time i was like there's no way this is just like one level up this is at least two and a half like (laughs) but anyways so they're like gal pals that go on adventures, like outdoorsy bitches, you know, that's great. But, you know, I have this, I keep going off on tangents. I have this <laughs> vision of myself because, you know, we live in Colorado. I'm like, I'm going to go hiking next summer. Like at least like four, I never fucking go hiking. Yeah. Same. Like ever. I've gone hiking since I've lived here. It's miserable. I fucking hate it. I'm like, I want to be cute and go hike and get to the top and blah, blah, blah. One time I went hiking. I had a panic attack. So I'm not doing it anymore. Jesus Christ. You're well, like, I was not cute and calm. It is great. Yeah. They were like, no, this hiking trail is not that bad. And then I find out that the people that told us that were like hikers. And I was like, mm. no, no, I don't. I know a bitch is overweight. I don't hike. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, no. So as we're like three mile, like it's, it's a fucking like five mile hike or whatever. A bitch is like, you know, and we live in the mountains. This isn't like one of those hilly hikes. No, no. You gain some fucking elevation, right? We already live at 6,000 feet base yeah. level. So you already don't breathe right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. We're like a mile and a half, two miles in, and I'm like, I can't do it. I just start crying. <laughs> Anyways, Aww. I know. So these people trigger me. I don't get it. <laughs> but me and Kristen will just stick to watching them. Exactly. I love this movie. It's entertaining. I don't have to be in it. Everything gives me anxiety. So I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch other people do stuff that gives exactly. me anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which sometimes these movies give me anxiety. True facts. Man. I got vertigo from her hanging upside down, clipping her fucking. I was like, God, I'm so old. <laughs> oh, you I know love this movie so much. When we watched Midsummer, and you were like, I can't watch this. Oh I was my like, fucking god! Yeah, when the camera flips over in the uh, ugh. yeah. Even now, not in a theater. Watched Midsummer again, and I was like, Oh, can't watch, can't watch, can't watch. <laughs> getting old. We can't do shit. I like I used to love roller coasters. Now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, Can I even ride roller coasters anymore? 
Or will I get vertigo? Oh my god, I hate roller coasters so much. I could not do that. I fucking love them. Upside down shit. Spin me around a bunch of times. I'm ready to go. But now I'm an old, I'm 27. Can I do that anymore? (laughs) Can I? (laughs) Does your body even work to be on a roller coaster? I know. I'm almost 30. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways. The only thing I want to do that's maybe a little bit adventurous is get a motorcycle. That's literally all I want. And Agreed. The only time I've ever tried to hold one up, I fucking dropped it. So we're not off to a great start here. Yeah. 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 Which people I, are like, you're most likely going to die on that than the fucking roller coaster. Right? Correct. But I have more of a fear of throwing up than I do of dying. So. <laughs> yeah. What Now what's your point? <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? The Descent. Oh, Jesus. We oh, haven't yeah. even gotten we to the opening st- scene. We are 20 minutes in, haven't even started the movie. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> all we do is talk about the whole fucking plot and don't even banter a little bit. So That's true. You know, some people come for the banter. Some people come from the <laughs> movies. There's a little bit of episode for everyone. So if you don't like this one, you can go to another one. True facts. Anyway. Okay, so we have Sarah, who's like our main bitch character. She's not a bitch, but our main character. And we have her friends. I think her name is Juno. Juno and Beth. Beth. So they are rafting. And then Sarah's kid and husband are just kind of watching and being supportive. And Sarah, they end the rafting trip. And Sarah decides, you know, she's going to leave. But I knew. I fucking knew it. Now, (laughs) they didn't try to make it like that subtle but they like joke around with juno i think and like push her in and it's freezing and like sarah's husband goes over and is like are you cold and i was like huh yeah you suspicious you a cheating bastard yeah right like it's obvious (laughs) right yeah yeah it's not like they're trying to be subtle about that but then on the way they're in the car and there's some final destination fucking car accident and it and you know it kills her husband but it happened so fast, these pipes come through the car and fucking rail him through the skull. Like, yeah. Well, you know it killed her daughter, too, that was in the back seat because they pan up and there's just blood coming from the back of the car. Yeah, it happened so fast, though. I yeah. was like, oh. So oh. fucking fast. Because they're just driving and she's like, is there something wrong? And he looks over at her and he's not fucking paying attention, of course, and slams into a car on the opposite side of the road. Granted, that car is coming over into their lane. Like, that car was the fuck up. But if he had been watching, maybe he could have swerved. Yeah, they both were kind of, like, yeah, not paying attention. The car accident was brutal. And yeah. when a movie sets up something like that, like a brutal accident right in the beginning, that's kind of like, look how far we're going to take you in this film. Right. You know, like, right in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. So I was like, oh, that's yeah. what we're doing in this movie. Got it. So when that happens, anytime I'm watching a movie, I'm like, that, yes, they were, they're setting up a tragic backstory, but they could have just had a car accident, like a head-on collision. When Mm -hmm. those pipes went through and went through the heads of her family, I was like, this isn't just a fucking normal horror movie. Like, you know, they're making a point with this right here that they're going to do some shit, like, it's going to be gory. Well, yeah, it's one saying. thing to lose your daughter and husband in a car accident. It's another thing to also be there because she's in the passage in the passenger seat up with her husband. She at least saw the pipe go into his head. Ew. That's a lot to get over. 
Yeah. Well, and then the next scene is her in the hospital waking up and she runs down the hallway and she's kind of like disassociating a little bit. I would because she's like not quite sure, you know, Mm -hmm. running down the hallway and it looks like she's dreaming. But then you find out she's not because she runs into her friends and asks about her daughter and her daughter. They say she's gone. And the scene where she finds out her daughter is dead, she just collapses on the floor and her friend's yeah. arms. I fucking teared up, bro. I figured. I w- I meant to mention it to you that this movie is a lot like Hereditary and Midsummer. It's all about grief. That's what this movie is. Yeah. You know how I, I am with yeah. that. Honestly, yeah. though, like this really, that scene right there, the rest of it was so busy that I kind of didn't really think about it again, other mm-hmm. than the way that her friends kind of treated her a little bit. Other than that, though, I was kind of because with like hereditary, it kind of like the theme carry like the theme carries throughout in here, too. But also Mm -hmm. the, you know, cat and mouse is so strong that Mm -hmm. it kind of overshadows everything else at eventually. But when you're running from creatures, exactly. takes away the grief. But in hereditary, it's just very like soul crushing because it literally is like that up until like the last 30 minutes you know Mm -hmm. and it's a much quieter movie right you know it's much more nuanced not saying this isn't nuanced in its own brutal way but it's just very (laughs) chaotic and hereditary is not until it is you know (laughs) right but so a year later her friends she lives in Scotland? Yeah, all of the girls are different. Actually, the director really wanted to make sure that that happened because he wanted it to have a cosmopolitan feel, but he also wanted the audience to be able to differentiate between all the girls. So one of them is from Ireland, one's from Sweden, Denmark. I don't even remember. They're they're all from different places so that they could have those different accents. Which makes sense because especially when they're down in the dark and they're all white girls, mm-hmm. like you can't except for Juno. It's right. like really difficult to tell who's who. And like Sarah and Beth, I think are both blonde too. It's like you, it's just hard to tell the difference. Yeah, I actually watched it this time with subtitles on, and I got to learn new stuff that I didn't know before, like. Becca and Beth are not Becca and Beth. Becca and Sam are actually sisters, which I never knew before. That's that cool. really smart because I all I usually watch stuff with subtitles, but I didn't watch this with subtitles, and I wish I had because yeah, sometimes you don't know who's screaming or who's dead, like you oh, know. Yeah. Especially this one because it's so quiet in the cave when they're talking, but then there's you know all this loud ambiance when they're fighting. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, they the Adventure Squad, as we will refer to them, they get together and Juno decides to take them down spelunking, basically. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's just this cave system, blah, blah, blah. She fucking lied. She's a dumb bitch. Like, first yeah. of all, I would have killed her before anything else did. Yeah. Like, Ju- I, I don't give a fuck. Okay, except for one thing. They only have two strong climbers, the people that do this all the time, and Juno's one of them. So kind of have to keep her alive a little bit. I mean, to a point, but when I knew that I was dead, dead, I would have just fucking killed her. I'd have been like, this is your fault, you dumb bitch, you know? (laughs) Well, before it's even Juno's fault, we go to the cabin and we meet all these people. And there's a point I want to bring up because I bring it up to you and my other friends all the time 
and they're outside. They're getting ready to go out. It's their first day of this trip. And she's like, take a picture. And the girls are like, oh, but I look terrible. And she's like, y'all look like shit. Just get in the picture. And that's how I feel sometimes because I feel like, and I'm sure we're not the only group of friends that has this problem, but we don't take enough pictures nowadays because sometimes people are like, oh, I don't look good. I can't take a picture right now. And I'm like, okay, but you're going to miss out on the fucking fun. You're going to miss out on the memories. Yeah, that's something I've been trying to work on, too. Like, it's deep-rooted and like, I don't know about other people. I usually don't give a fuck about my hair and makeup. <laughs> Mine is deep-rooted in, like, severe self-esteem and self-hatred issues. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. You brought it up. <laughs> I just, it's not my hair and makeup. I just hate myself. <laughs> Correct. Yes. But I definitely agree. Like, I genuinely don't give a shit about the way that I look. I, I just have, like, issues, you know? <laughs> That go back to um, childhood. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is why I'm in Barcoo. But <laughs> I uh, love your song. Thank you. I'm professionally trained. <laughs> <laughs> I disassociated. What? So it's been a weird week. <laughs> so yeah, I'm no, but I totally agree. And that's something I've been trying to get better at, which I feel like. I don't know. You're my friend. I feel like my friends hopefully have noticed that I've been trying harder the past like year and a half, two years. Like when we've been on like trips, not, not since, well, at least we went like December, 2019, we went on a trip and man, did we just swoop right in there because it was like the <laughs> yeah, last we week did. of December and then 2020 hit. And first of all, I got fucking sick. I think I think you had the coronavirus. I think I sure. did too, bro. I'm I was sure. I was sick for months and I could you not recover. Connor, I they fucking didn't know what was wrong with me and I got swabbed for the flu three times and they were like, "You have some virus. I don't know. Just go home and sleep." And it lasted for months and I kept. Oh my god, it was terrible. And it like destroyed you, which sounds a lot like what the coronavirus does to people. So fucking, I think you fucking had it destroyed me, bro. I and I, oh my god, it. I, if you go back and listen to episodes, I was fucking sick. For I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sick, I'm sorry, I'm dead, 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 dead. yeah, forever, dude, forever. I'm sorry, going off, but God, <laughs> I can't get the antibodies test though because now they're saying it only is in your system for like two months, and my that's expired. Yeah. So otherwise, I would go fucking get the test done and then okay. also donate blood. <laughs> Be like, I fucking had it. Take my blood. But I can't do that because I think I don't think you can do that when you have like fucking tattoos and shit like new ones. But anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, even the doctor we work for thought thinks I had it. it really? But, yes. Yeah. He, and he's not like, obviously, he's a doctor. Like he's smart, but not all doctors are smart because, you know, demon sperm ladies running around. But you know, I'm just saying. Anyways, we go down in this fucking cave and, you know, they're walking around doing their thing. And, you know, at first everything's fine and dandy as it usually is. And then we don't know where we are. And Juno, this dumb bitch, is like, oh, by the way, we're in a cave system that hasn't been explored yet. Well, that happens literally directly after the, the thing that they're crawling through fucking collapses. The hole that they're crawling through on Sarah, our PTSD girl, who's already panicking because she is claustrophobic, it seems, and is stuck in this tight area. And her best friend, Beth, I love this, comes down. She's a, Beth is a teacher so, and third grade teacher, I think. So mm -hmm. she deals with younger kids and she's better at calming kids down. And I love this part because we've talked about it in As Above, So Below. She says, 
calm down like one time and then she moves on to breathe because we've talked about how when the fuck has calmed down ever calmed anybody down bro that's like when i am having like a bad day or like panicking because i have anxiety and (laughs) somebody's like it's okay it's all gonna be okay and i'm like yeah i mean i'm not gonna die but like in what context is that helpful right now Right. And I love this part because Beth comes up to her and she goes, well, she tells her a joke. She gets her to breathe and she literally goes, what are you so afraid of? The worst thing that could possibly happen has already happened and you're still here. And I love that because that is what's going to get her back because it is like you just lost your husband and daughter in the worst accident last year. This is a year later that we're doing this trip. That is the worst thing that you could possibly do. And you survived it. Well, as like a, since we're talking about like tactics and stuff, well, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> like one of the things I've shared with you is like when I'm in a really stressful situation, I start breathing and I'm like, in 24 hours, I will not be here right now. I will right. be in a different space. Or in one week from now, this will not be a problem anymore. You know, like, you know, right. I try to, not that that would have been super helpful in that moment, but like, no, you know, but I have started using that because of you. Well, and it just like when you're in a panic situation, you have to like, okay, what can I, like she said, like you've already survived the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, or you've already survived this. Now this is nothing compared to that or, and not to minimize pain or gatekeep pain or anything like that. It's just, you know, you have to get out of that moment because Mm -hmm. uh, especially in that situation, something's going to collapse on top of you. If you don't get your fucking ass moving, you will die. Or and even just in like a panic attack situation at home, for example, you still need to get yourself to a safe space. So you have to find tactics that work for you, how to do that. And somebody especially that works with kids, mm-hmm. when you have an autistic child or some a child with sensory issues or anxiety issues, like I'm sure you have to develop a ton of different tactics. You know, mm-hmm. so that's it. That is very interesting. I do like their friendship. Yeah, I love all the the characters in this. Honestly, even Juno, you find out she's a backstabbing bitch, but she's also a fucking badass bitch. She is amazing. Yeah, she's a good fighter, and then she fucking kills someone. Okay, but wait, wait, we can't go there. We Sorry. can't go there yet. We yeah, gotta... <laughs> no, like I know what you're getting at, and I agree. But also, don't, she, don't fucking walk up to somebody who was just fighting two fucking creatures and is literally in that fight or flight. Don't walk up to somebody without going Juno or Hey, do you fucking hear me? Nothing. I mean, that's fair. I just you just slept with. Okay, okay, all right. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, you a hoe. Okay, but. Okay. We got to get to the badass bitches, though. So the thing caved in. We're moving along. We find out Juno's a fucking whore bitch who just lied to us. But we get to this cavern that they have to cross to get through, but they don't have enough rope. And I get vertigo. Oh, my God. I fucking love this scene because she is a badass bitch. Yeah, she is. Becca, one of the sisters, she is one of our amazing climbers she is like juno we have two that have done this for years becca and juno are our front and end ladies they're the ones that start the ropes they're the ones that grab the ropes at the end so becca goes through and she fucking hoists herself up on the ceiling to put these pitons in the ceiling so that they can get across and she's doing it by herself i can't do a pull-up she's fucking holding herself on this ceiling to get across I literally was thinking the whole time. I was like, you would never catch me with that much upper body strength. I can't even mm-hmm. do a fucking push up. 
Exactly. Not one. Not a one. I get down on the ground and I fall. You can't, I can't. Exactly. And that's the thing too. Like, yeah, I know that they needed to be prepared and they're obviously like ready for this, but that's still one of those situations where it's not like when you go down in a cave, you're going to have to think that you're going to have to like just pull yourself up by nothing but your arm strength. But you are like, we don't, we're not spelunkers. These girls Part of why I love these girls, they're so badass because they're ready for anything. Like, they are fucking fighters and they're good. Yeah. Like, she pulls herself up there and she ends up finding a piton that's in the ceiling from the early 1900s. So they find out that people have been down there before. But I love when she makes it across, she struggles and you can fucking feel it as she's doing it. You're also like, oh my God, girl, come on, don't drop. You can fucking do it. And she makes it across and then she brings her sister across on the the nice little safe rope where they can just pull themselves over. And I think it's really sweet because she's been protecting her sister this whole time because she's done spelunking like maybe once or twice, but not like hardcore like this, like her sister does. So she pulls Sam across and she goes wow, you made it look easy as she's still like out of breath from dangling from the ceiling. And, and Sam looks at her and goes, you made it look hard. And I was like, I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the minute the fucking cave went down, I would have laid down and fucking died. <laughs> like I, you know, like. Mm. Agreed. You wouldn't have caught me in there. As soon as you had to get in that tight little space, I don't even consider myself claustrophobic, but a tight fucking area like that where you don't know where you're going or if there's even a way out. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's hard to even imagine myself in a cave other than like when, you know, I've been in like Cave of the Winds. And even that, like, yeah, it's like a tourist trap. Like they know what they're doing. It's very guided. Like it's licensed. That's, that's fucking whatever. But they do this thing where they make you, they show you true darkness. They make you turn off your cell phones. They turn (laughs) off all the lanterns just for like 30 seconds. And everyone that you're with is so quiet. And even then I'm like, yeah, it always God, creeps me out. God. And then imagine yeah. like your flashlight's fucking dying and you're like two miles underground in true darkness. Mm-hmm. That exactly. shit makes you go insane. And I'm, I don't like the dark. So, agreed. And on tours like that, they show you the little tiny holes that people came down in to even find that fucking cave. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I've seen some of those holes. They're like little tiny things up on the ceiling. Uh uh-uh. uh. Who? <laughs> Who did that in the 1900s? Children. Exactly. That's exactly how they find most of these caves. Children. Yep. Watch your kids. <laughs> <laughs> because Juno's like, I thought we could name it after Sarah. Would and we could explore this cave and be the first ones. And then Sarah's like, nah, you would have named it out to yourself. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's finally starting to get it. She fucking lied. Yeah. And could get them killed because, well, does, but could get them killed for that lie. Like, you better hope you can get through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that bitch, though. For real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, they obviously, the thing, okay, so they're moving through the cave. They have no way to know if they're going out. They're basically using a lighter to see if there's a draft because that draft is probably coming from a surface somewhere. Right. I mean... Good in theory, poor in execution, because it doesn't fucking work. You know? I mean, I mean, it does. She gets them almost. out somehow. Kinda, you know? Yeah, like one person out. 
depending on the ending you watch. Exactly. Yeah. 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 While they're going through, before any real shit starts, I mean, they see some cave paintings that suggest there is an exit, and they think they see sunlight, but then someone falls down a hole. I think it's Holly, and she fucking breaks her leg. But when I say, oh my god, yeah, breaks her leg, I mean the bone fucking sticking out of her skin. And there are so many layers to breaking your leg and or anything and having the bone stick out. One, the break. Two, Mm -hmm. the fact that your skin has ruptured open. I get a Uh paper cut and I'm a little bitch. Uh huh. You know, like three, you gotta put it back. Oh my god. Oh my god. God. I mean, I am a horror movie bitch. I can watch some gross shit. I cannot watch a bone poking out of skin and being put back. Can't do it. I also did not. (laughs) (laughs) I sat here with my hand in front going, oh, God, can we hurry up, please? I watched a Kylo Ren TikTok while that was happening. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, I'm going to go to my happy place. Like, I can't. Like, she was like, put it back. And I was like, oh, they're just going to snap it in real quick. No, uh -uh." Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. uh-uh. Which, honestly, I appreciate because that's more realistic than, like, another movie just going crack and it's in place. Like, no, they have to, like, move it and then, like, put it back in and then, like, snap, like, move it back there. Like a fucking... What? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I just want all of you to know anybody who's listening and Kristen, <laughs> if I'm ever in a situation where I will probably not survive, we're down in a cave. I don't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I break something and that shit happens to me or like the ruins or something like that, you know. Yeah, where you're going to be the first to die. Let you know it. me die and do not put it back. Just leave me. Yeah. To die. She was just in a lot of pain. Ugh. Well, and the fact that what is the likelihood that you're going to be able to fucking continue crawling through this cave with a broken leg like that? None. You're going to fucking die. Right. I'm sorry. Whether there are these crawlers, which haven't even come in yet, other than like you see kind of something scampering in the background every now and then, that... These cannibal, no, I guess they're not cannibalistic because you don't know if they were ever people or not. They're just kind of these, which maybe they were, you kind of, they were like. They they were cave people at some point, but they have now evolved into these like bat kind of people. Like they yeah. don't see. Yeah. Yeah. They use their basically sound to hunt. Like bats. Yeah. Like the quiet place, but not in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, just fucking leave me to die because, first of all, I will not. I will. Pa- I just don't understand. Like, first of all, you will pass out from pain. I don't know why that is not shown more in horror movies. I'm not saying these people aren't badasses. What I am saying is that I think she would have passed out from the pain of that. Of putting it back? Yeah. Hell yeah, she would have. Yeah. Like, they're like, just bite on this and then they're done real quick and she spits it out. Hell no, she would have been passed out. Mm-mm. I think I would have passed out from seeing it personally. Fucking A, right? Uh-huh. My brain just would have been like, nah, I'm not dealing with this shit. <laughs> uh, we're out. Bye. Leave me in the dark hole to die, please. Somebody send something sharp down here. Fucking A, man. Trigger warning. I will take care of myself. <laughs> like, I'm out. I have no will to live once it gets to a certain point. I've talked about this before. Apocalyptic situation. I'm 
I'm I'm done. I can't. I won't. I'll I'll try to an extent. I will. But once I know the cards are up, my yeah. hand is up. Like I will not just fight for no reason. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, Sam even talks about she can't put weight on it. Like what the fuck are you gonna do? You're gonna crawl through water and get it infected and die of that? Uh. Well, she says it's going to hurt like hell and you can't put weight on it. I would be like, then what's the fucking point? What are you going to do? Drag me around? No, you can't. Like, what happens when we get to one of those other situations where we have to crawl across a rope? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you know there's going to be one, which there is. Yeah. No. Holly doesn't make it to that. But yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> ha- take away the cave people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That start they would have them. that point. Exactly. Like, uh-uh. Right? I, I know. Mm-mm. I'm a weak ass bitch, I guess, but <laughs> I'm a realistic ass bitch. These are movies. You wouldn't make it. Sorry. <laughs> the end. Book closed. So anyways, while the others are helping her, Sarah wanders off, by the way. And this is like the real first look you get of one of these cave dwellers. She fucking shines her light on it. And this like creature is drinking and it like fucking scampers away. So these are scary looking, but when you're like up close and fighting them, they're not that scary. What's scary about them, in my opinion, were the very, like, obviously everything is calculated in a film, every single shot, but when they're just standing still and they catch them in shots where they're just sitting still like bats hanging there, but they're just like, watch, no, Mm-hmm. the yeah. running and scampering is scary but that's one of those horror movie things that we're just used yeah. to at this point but when they shine their lights on them and there's just like a group of them like standing completely still staring that were the scariest those were the scariest shots to me mm-hmm. like because like i said we're used to shots where like something's running in the background or scampers are across the camera right. the scariest things for me were the having to lay still because they can't see you but like there's a point where one of them she's laying there and one of them has its hand on her head Mm -hmm. that's so terrifying yeah yeah well and then while she's laying there her fucking watch starts beeping like can you imagine just the your heart just dropping when you're oh, fucking yeah. a watch, like you're just like, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Right. Like but she manages to get it off at least. That's good. I mean, at the very least, it's a really good distraction method if you like calculate that. But when it happens and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's a good oh, yeah. thing she got that off because I might have to be fumbling around. Like, I <laughs> right. Luckily, she got it off. Otherwise. Right. But yes. So and then immediately, pretty much after that, like there, she's like, I saw a man. There's a dude in here. And they're like, you're fucking crazy. Nope, she's not because Holly gets fucking. Yes, murked. this is the first time we see the creature, which actually was the first time that the actresses saw it as well was Ugh. in that exact scene. So that is real fear. One of the girls actually said she was so scared that afterwards she just sat and laughed hysterically for a while, like trying to go to the opposite end of being so afraid. Okay, I know I'm diverting again, (laughs) Uh but that's so funny you say that because our bodies and minds do such weird things when something's happening to us. I recently, you know, got my tattoo worked on again, and it was a super painful appointment. Like, I've had it done. I've had it worked on, but this time we did, like, the very back of my leg and, like, behind my knees with, like, thick black ink, and that shit hurted, like, really (laughs) bad. 
I was fucking giggling, bro. I nothing about it made me want to laugh, but something about my pain response, I just kept going <laughs> like I was just fucking <laughs> laughing. And that's funny because I think it's just like a like it's just a coping mechanism, you know, because you just have mm-hmm. to fucking it's like when you when you just start maniacally, you know, sometimes we'd be at work and I just keep getting yelled at by patients and then I would just start fucking laughing and I'm like, Kristen. Yeah. Well, it's constantly a horror movie thing because if something is too yeah. terrible, you want to laugh at it. You don't want to let that destroy you. Yeah. Well, like sometimes when I watch The Exorcist, I'll be like all wrapped up in my blanket, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, right. or like when I watched Evil Dead and you saw a demon in my house, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally yeah. funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Episode okay, but, one, if you don't know, go back. <laughs> but all the girls see it. They're all standing in this large cavern and they have their night vision on the camera on. And one of the girls sees one of these creatures standing behind another one of the girls. And then this is the point where they scatter, unfortunately, because they've been doing really good at sticking together. We're all going to get out of this together. And instead they freak out and run. And that's when Holly gets killed because she can't run and nobody is helping her. They have all taken off and separated. So she tries to get up and one of the things just fucking takes her out. Yeah, I mean, I get that that's horrible, but I think a shock response, like you're not expecting to be fucking eaten by another like humanoid creature. Right. It also gets her right in the throat. So she bleeds out pretty fast. But, but this scene is so good. Because Juno tries to protect her and tries to save her. And she's really smart because she takes a flashlight right to her eyes to see if they're still responding. And when she sees they are, she defends the body after that, which is very smart. Yeah, she is like a good fighter. I will give her that. She takes, it's like a pickaxe or something, right? That you climb with. Yes. She's fucking brutal. She goes at it, man. She's a warrior. She fucking starts going through and starts fucking... Yeah, she fucking defends that body. She takes one of them out. Another jumps on her. She takes two of those motherfuckers out. And then Beth walks up behind her. Doesn't say shit, even though you just watched her brutally kill these two things. She's holding a weapon in her hand. Doesn't say shit. Just fucking taps on her arm. And Juno takes the pick that she was using to kill the others and gets her right in the throat. Yeah, Beth is fucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I feel I do feel bad for Beth. Like that's terrible. You you can see it on her face how betrayed she is because Juno just starts backing out of the room and she's crying and you can see it on her face that I know it's terrible. I know she shouldn't have left her. She really should have stayed and made sure she was dead. Because Beth isn't dead, actually, right there. She doesn't bleed out, and that's that's so sad. But at the same time, you can see it on Juno's face that she is never getting over that. Ever. Like, how do you get over something like that? You don't. You just basically yeah. murdered somebody. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And when she collapses, she takes her pendant keychain thing down with her. Right. Which is the the cheaty part. Yep. So Sarah, in the meantime, has fallen down this hole because she was spooked and she ran. And she wakes up to find herself in, like, this den of just, like, carcasses. Like, yeah. bones. She's in the cafeteria. Uh, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, she's, she sure is. <laughs> and she's just watching Holly's body just being eaten. Yeah, because she's got the camera and she's got the night vision so that she can get the fuck out of there and see. And yeah, she just has a front row seat to that. That is awful. Yeah, you're also never coming back from that. 
And that's another, I have said this, I think also countless times, all these movies, another reason that I, I guess I just really, there's some part of me that is like, do you want to fucking die? Like (laughs) for all intents and purposes, I do not. Let me just make that very clear. But you know, that's another thing too. Like if I was ever possessed by a demon and I came back or I ever watched somebody be possessed by a demon, or if I was ever in this situation, what is the point of survival at this, at this level? Like you are so traumatized at this point, you will never be able to live a normal life. I'm sorry. If I ever came out of this, my ass would be like, I'm going to the mental hospital for the rest of my goddamn life. Like, you know what I mean? No, I totally agree. But also in that fight or flight scenario of you being down there with those creatures that are going to eat you to death, I choose not to be eaten. Like, no. No, no correct. Yes. And, and you know, like in Beth's case, like Sarah does, she gets out and she encounters Beth again. Beth is like, can you fucking kill me? Please fucking kill me. Which is so sad. And she's so sweet about it. Like, this movie is very emotional for me because she's sitting there. This is her best friend who's begging her to kill her. And she's like, Beth, sweetie, I can't do that. Please don't make me do that. Because how do you come back from that? You don't. You do not come back from bashing your friend's skull in. Kristen, bash my fucking skull in. I'm just- no, I agree. I agree. Like, please do it. But at the same time, you are a different person afterwards. Yeah, no. I mean, I, actually, what's interesting is if you read the synopsis, it uh, it says Beth begs Sarah to euthanize her. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah, essentially. Yeah. You know, it's not like murder me. It's like, please put me out of my misery. Because yeah. imagine it's just like zombies. Like if. If you could shoot me as opposed to me being eaten by zombies, please fucking headshot me. You know what I mean? There's one right between the eyes because the pain, you don't fucking die immediately. They're going to ravage your intestines for a good while before your body goes into shock or you bleed to death. Right. So kill me. Thank you. But she does good. She tells Beth, she's like, okay, close your eyes. I would be like, I love you, like give you some love before I bash your fucking brains in and then take something and just smashes it on her head, which she does good. It's not numerous hits. She one time and just wham, at least. Yeah, that'd be really hard. You have to have a lot of strength to do that too. Yeah. And then like, what if you miss or what if she's not dead? Uh-huh. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I would hope I'd have something sharp. I just, I mean, this is terrible, but like through the brain you know but then also there's the thing of the skull like being hard stabbing is not as easy as horror movies make it look bone is hard right exactly sternums are hard and so are skulls no i mean yeah like sometimes bullets don't even like clean right through from a certain distance of skulls you know uh-huh. that's why people sometimes don't die you know when they yeah, get well, the they can they can hit the bone and ricochet back a different way yeah, exactly strong yeah Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But before Beth dies, she tells Sarah not to trust Juno. Like they have this this to me. She left me. So sad. Yeah. She has this whole conversation with her basically about it and also gives her the keychain or pendant. And Sarah knows that it was her husband's. It says a phrase on it, love each day, which is something he used to say. And she comments on that in the beginning, looking at a picture, love each day. It's something he used to say. And then that's what this fucking charm says on it. 
And she was like, oh, she fucking fucked my husband. Right. Cool. So now we are down to Juno, Sarah, and we have the two sisters, Sam and Becca. So we go back to them. I think. Well, I know Sarah ends up in a pool of blood and she gets out and she kills a girl crawler and a male crawler. Yeah, she fucking decides at this point. Sarah fucking snaps. She's like, she's I'm a different person now. Done. I'm fucking yeah. done. Now, I will mention, I've mentioned before, your husband's dead, so he's going to be up on this pedestal. Yes, be angry at Juno, but your husband did you dirty too. Right. But at this point, your husband's dead, so why not kill her too? You know? I'm just saying. Like, do them all in. Er- fuck everybody. Right. I'm not saying it's right, but she's done snapped, you know? Right. Which she hasn't actually turned on Juno yet. Right. But she does when she figures out Juno lies to her again. But before that, she ends up in this pit of blood, kills more things, and we go back to Becca and Sam. And Becca and Sam have been separated. They This is when we see that they end up in this little cubby because they hear these creatures coming and they're trying to be very quiet. And that's when Sam's watch goes off and she pitches it away. And they actually make it out of that. No, no problems, no harm, no foul. They're doing okay. The only problem is Becca caught Juno when she fell on, when they were up along the ceiling getting the pitons. Juno fell and Becca saved her goddamn life, but kind of lost her hands in the process because of rope burn. Yeah. So she's not at her peak performance. So we know that's going to end poorly. So they end up trying to find the other girls. They can hear... Juno's being fucking dumb. Like, she knows these creatures are around. She's already killed two of them. And she's fucking yelling, Sarah, Becca, Sam, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. She doesn't give a fuck. She's like, I'm going to take some out. You know, she yeah. she's kind of over it at this point. Well, yeah, she's already taken two. She can fucking handle it. But she ends up finding some markings to get out along the way. And she ends up back with Sam and Becca while Becca is trying to fight one of these things and fucking gets it in the back. It's so good. She comes out of nowhere. The girls are being really smart about it. So Sam, we found out, she's almost out of medical school. She's almost a full-on doctor. So they ask Sam to look at the creature and she tells him how it doesn't see. I mean, their flashlights haven't affected it at all. And that it hears like a bat. Which is terrifying. For sure. I mean, they're in this thing's environment, so they really have no, like, I mean, I guess they have a shot, but, like, you came into something else, natural environment, their home, they're the predator, you're the prey. It's like, it made me think a lot about, like, I'm going to be a creepy bitch for a second, but my tarantulas, just like all spiders, not all tarantulas lay down a bunch of web, but they all do lay down a little bit of web to an extent, one of those crickets runs across those it's like a trip wire they'll come shooting out of their fucking burrows or their holes or their hides and they're like where the fuck is it you know right yeah and that's fucking terrifying great yeah so at least they kind of have an idea but then they come across another basically they have to crawl across the ceiling again and they're like hey you shouldn't fucking do that but sam tries to climb across but there's a crawler on the fucking ceiling So Sam races to it and she tries so hard because she saw her sister do it earlier. You can definitely tell that these girls are smart. They see it one time and they're like, okay, I can fucking do this shit. And Sam does great. She gets two pitons up in the ceiling before we see one of the bat creatures is on the ceiling with her. 
and kills her. Fucking rips her throat out, bro. Right, but she still gets it first. It fucking cuts her throat, and she works through that to stab it in the face. Yeah, so she at least picked one out. Yeah. 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 And then there's uh, the, unfortunately, she, uh, obviously, she's just hanging there dead, which, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that sucks. And then Rebecca and Juno are just watching her bleed to death, but then Rebecca is dragged away and eaten alive, which is like mm-hmm. the worst. Like the, all these girls have gone through horrible things, but then she is just fucking like ravaged, like but not yeah. in a good way. Like you know, it's just <laughs> it's terrible. And Juno escapes, and then she finds Sarah. So we have our last two here. Yeah, Sarah saves her fucking life. The look on Sarah's face when she pulls Juno up, she has basically gone primal at this point. She is covered in blood from the bloody pit, and Juno looks at her, and she basically asks Juno about Beth, and did she make it? And Juno goes, no, she didn't make it. And she's like, did you watch her die? And she's already, no, she fucking killed Beth. She knows Juno didn't watch her die, and Juno goes, yeah, she's dead. And the look on her face, it's just, it's all right there. Because she kind of looks away from her, but, like, very fast, like, almost animalistic. And then back on, let's get out of here. And you're like, oh, shit. What's she going to do to her? So they decide to get out together. And then there's this gigantic, gigantic fucking group of crawlers coming towards them. And they there's this badass like fight scene between the two of them you're like okay well maybe the two of them between sarah's resolve to like fuck everything and then beth has been a good fighter pretty much the whole time maybe the two of them can link up and get the fuck out of here you know right but you know they they do they take out the first wave and then there's more coming yep and between the first wave and the second wave sarah's like well I'm done with you pretty much because they're close to the exit and Sarah confronts her and she basically is like, I know that you fucked my husband. I know you killed Beth. Well, she doesn't even say anything. That's the best part. She doesn't have to. (laughs) Yeah. She just drops the little necklace thing and Juno sees it and they make eye eye contact and then she looks towards the noise and as she's looking towards the noise, Sarah brings down the fucking ice pick right into her calf. Just so, like, she could have killed her, in, like, in the face, but no, she wants her to get fucking mauled. Well, yeah, she's got to be the distraction while Sarah gets the fuck out. And she does. She gets the fuck out. Out of Dodge. She finally gets outside and to the truck, and she is tearing ass out of there. Yeah. And she does get to the truck. She's crying. And then in one ending, she... At the basically a truck passes her and she opens a window, leans out, throws up, and then she sees this hallucination of Juno sitting next to her, which looks like a scary fucking spooky ghost. Mm-hmm. But then in another ending, she's still in the cave, right? And she well, no, that's actually still the same ending. So after Juno, we go back into her brain like she has been hallucinating and she's back. She's still in the cave and she sees she gets to see her daughter and they blow out the birthday candles and then she's stuck in there all by herself. The alternate ending, the creatures are coming at her from all sides like they're going to get her. Got it. So that's interesting because it says like on the U.S. ending, it says like see she's a hallucination of Juno sitting next to her and screams and it cuts. And the U.K. ending, it says that she's still trapped in the cave and it pans out, which is weird. 
So that is weird. Much must have been because I was like, well, the ending that I saw that like combined what the U.S. and the U.K. ones are. So if there's like 12 endings floating around out there, maybe that's just another one of them, too. Like maybe that's two separate endings. And I saw them both combined into one because it was the car hallucination. And then she basically woke up and was back in the cave and it was panning out. And that's two different endings combined into one. And then that other one that you're talking about is a different ending. Who fucking knows? Like I've I've seen I think I watched another one on YouTube, too. So. You know, like, I don't know. But that's cool that he did so many endings because you have passion for a movie. Like, you know, like this one's cool. This one's cool. This one's cool. Film them all. Film them all. (laughs) Throw money at all of the endings, you know, because they all cost money. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. No, I had a really good time with this movie. It was fun. And it was, you know, it's not like the scariest movie, but it's definitely like, you know, had its moments where I was like, ooh, you know, (laughs) like. (laughs) And especially when they were just like still and hanging there like bats, I was like, mm-hmm. oh God. <laughs> so I have two trivia pieces. I put one in while we were talking, but the other two I have. This was one of Tobin Bell's favorite horror movies of all time, which Tobin Bell is Jigsaw in Saw. Yes, we love Tobin Bell. <laughs> and the poster art was actually borrowed from a Salvador Dali painting, which I thought was really cool. The skull with the girls kneeling and stuff. Yeah, that is iconic. And then, of course, her just like coming up from the blood pond. Like both of Mm -hmm. those are you if you haven't seen it, you've seen those. Right, exactly. I love this movie. Five out of five. One of my favorite movies of all time and especially horror movies. It's up there on my list. Yeah, I would I would say like four out of five. It was really, really well done. I really enjoyed it. I liked that. I didn't know it was British. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're curious, Rotten Tomatoes also thinks it's pretty awesome. For the audience score, it's got a 75, and for critics, it's got an 85. So, pretty solid. Yeah. This yeah. one's actually on one of our 100 Years of Horror movies. So, it actually made that too. It's coming. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. And also, a huge thank you to our patrons. We appreciate your support so much, especially through this tough tough year if you would like to support us over on patreon it is patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast all of our socials are also the extra sisters podcast except for twitter which is at the extra sisters so you can follow us on all of those over there and see what we got going on also don't forget tomorrow to send in your vote movie and until next time there's only one thing wrong with the davis baby until then stay creepy 